Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Sherry Shaw, and we have a really cool guest today. You know him from Stranger Things, All Night, and a brand new show, which I'm sworn to secrecy, so I cannot say the title of it. Please welcome, he's already laughing, Chester Rushing. Thank Hi. you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so happy to have you. Look at you, cute and adorable. We need to film these because all my guests, you should see the cuteness, the cuteness that goes on Thank here. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool to film them. Yeah. I would love that. Right? I would watch it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay. I don't know that much about you. The okay. world wants to know so much about you, but let's, yeah. let's, I know you didn't start here in Los Angeles. Let's dive right into your experience on getting on Stranger Things, how that came about. Were you acting before? Was it a random audition? What happened? Talk to us. Okay, so basically it's a really funny story. I had been working as an actor in Texas, and at the time, and still to this day, there's not a lot of tax incentives in Texas. So there's really not a lot of work unless you're living in Austin or right. wanting to do commercials. So I was driving between Dallas and New Orleans for auditions mm. every week, which is an eight-hour drive one way. Oh. Because um, I had no other opportunity other right. than tapes, and sometimes it's better to be in the room. Okay. Uh, so... I got this self-tape for this, you know, little show for Netflix called Montauk, right? It was this crazy, crazy show. And I, and I was like, I, I was like, okay, let me send in a self-tape. But I, I, I didn't ever think in a million years I would get something like that. So I just had fun. Right. Um, I sent in the self-tape and I was working at a, a Mexican restaurant attached to a gas station in the middle of nowhere. I had done a few movies, but nothing really of substance that I that had come out yet. Right. Um, and so I was working and I was training to be the bartender. And then at that time, I was like, that's going to be the best thing. The best like, job you've ever had. Best You're going to make some I, good cash. You're going to be, yeah. I'm going to be set. I could take this skill anywhere. I said, I was like, you know, and then I got the call. I said, they said, you don't have the job yet, but um, could you make it out to the table read? The directors want to meet you, and, and, and everybody wants to meet you. For which show? For Stranger Things. But well, you so, said Montauk. What is that? Right, 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 right. They said they changed, they changed the name. So it was originally called? It was originally called Montauk in, oh. the, in the breakdown. I got it. And then whenever I was going to the table read it, it like they changed it to Stranger Things. Wait, let's things. back up. So you got the call to go on tape for the audition for Montauk, right. which changed the name to Stranger Things. Correct. So you, went, you put yourself on tape. Then you got a call to come in to the table read, mm -hmm. telling you you don't for sure have, have it. the job, and it's in Atlanta, and I have to fly myself out, and I have only like thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred dollars, sorry. To your name, like thirteen hundred dollars to my said, name. And you said, yeah. Yes! I said yes. I said absolutely. <laughs> mm. Of course. I flew myself out, and then I had like three days where I had to figure out how to eat, how to survive, and it was wow. totally worth it. Um, uh -huh. Because I went in there, and I met everybody. I met Millie and Gaten and Finn and the Duffers and David Harbour, Winona Ryder, oh, just like incredible. everybody. And we're working together. And when my part comes up, and I, it says in the script like Tommy does his evil cackle, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody just loses it. Everybody just loses it. They're like, oh, that's that. And so it was a blast. And I, I went back home, and my job was given to. The uh, manager's cousin. So you didn't get the bartender job. I didn't get the Sad bartender face. job, and they wanted me to go back to being um, 
busboy. So I quit. <laughs> so I quit. And they told me, they said, look, 45 minutes, uh, well, about a week later, they said, come back and get your last check. I drove 45 minutes to get that check. And I, I said, no matter what it is, I'm going to be happy with it. It was a freaking dollar. No, <laughs> no sense. I'm sorry I'm laughing. That's awful. I know. But I drove home. And that was the day they called me for Stranger Things. And how long from the table read to that phone call? Was it a week? It was, was it probably day? about two and a half weeks from the wow. time I was there to the time I got my phone call and was on set. So did you in your mind so write within, it off? Did you think it's not happening? Yeah, I didn't know. I no. didn't. Well, because I was concerned with life. I was just like. Yeah, you weren't even I thinking like, about it. That's you know, the I didn't key. Think about it. To let it go. Have yeah. fun. Do the job. Let it go. Yeah. But how long before you got that? And we're going to get back to Stranger Things and this incredible bully, wonderful character that you play and how opposite, <laughs> opposite. you are in real life. Yeah. But were you, were you training in Texas? Were you, in, what, what's, were you acting for a long time? So what happened was, theater? yeah, I was doing a lot of theater work in, uh, in high school. And basically I was lucky that my high school was able to give me like four classes a day that were just working on acting oh, or okay. just working on like my craft. So I, I had a teacher, Amberly Farrell, and she worked with me and it was a really hard time with me because my dad was always in the hospital. Oh. For nine years, my dad had cancer in the liver. Oh. And, um, and so it sorry. wasn't until I was a little older, like much later, that he actually got a transplant and was able to be my biggest fan. Is you he know, alive? He's alive now, yeah. That is a miracle. But this teacher actually helped me. She brought me in, you know, after school or like during class and she Aww. would talk to me and she would be like, look, I know it sounds crazy, but don't listen to everybody else. Like, you really can do this. You really have potential. I see it in you. And for me, that meant everything. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, coming over here to your classes... I get meant the everything same, too. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is I not get, why you're here. <laughs> I get the same feeling. I got the same Aww. feeling because I came in. So and sweet. I, I, I promise. I went all the way from going from another part of the country to coming to Los Angeles, and it's like you don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't know anyone. And, and you to, have to see be careful it, who you pick and choose. Yeah, and and whenever I was lucky enough that whenever I met you, it was like. Seriously, one of the first smiling faces. And <laughs> not only did you help me to find out or start to find out who I was, but you elevated me up and showed me there's another extra level. Of the text. Of, yeah. Of and that. yourself, too. Thank you so much. Yeah. That is so sweet to say. I really mean But it. let's go back yeah. to Stranger Things oh, because yeah. that's what people really, I think, they want to hear about. So acting just from school, nothing yeah. professional before Stranger Things? Um, I had done a Little movie. Things. I had done a movie with Christopher Lloyd called Cold Moon, um, and it hadn't come out yet. And it was the same writers as Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas, mm -hmm. written by Michael McDowell. And I did that and was the lead in that, which was oh. really exciting. So did that put you on the charts to be potential I think on so. another show? I think so. But I... you'd never been to Los Angeles? No, I'd never been to LA. And you never spoke to agents or managers or anything? You had no clue about the world here? Not in Los Angeles, no. It Only, wasn't a possibility. Only in New Orleans. So Only in New yeah, Orleans. so yeah. interesting. And Dallas, yeah. So when you started, so you got the call, you went to the show, you were, you know, you just, was everyone bonded automatically? Yes, actually. Because, you know, We believed key, in it. We, yeah. None of us went in there because, look, you do a show and you're like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't right. know. No, you, you just don't know. hope for the best. That's why nobody, when we walked in, nobody had an attitude. Nobody. That is crucial in the success of a show. 
Nobody did. And we all loved it for the right reasons. We yeah. were all there for the right reasons because we were all excited. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. When you're hearing like Gaten and 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 Finn and and them just interact like at a table about yeah. like Star Wars, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, and then this flew up in the air. And it's just like so magical to us. Right, right. Because I think as actors, we're fans first. I hope to. Yeah. Some of us are fans first. But let's talk about your character because if you guys <laughs> yeah. watch him on the show, and he's phenomenal on the show. Thank you. Um, you play this kind of a bully. Yeah. Not kind of a bully, a Tommy bully. Tommy H. The Tommy H. Bully, bully, bully. And there's nothing about you that is a bully. So what did you connect to? What did you conjure up for yourself to just hook into that? You know, it's kind of fun to play characters that are completely outside yourself mm -hmm. because you get to explore like one thing I say is like you know as an actor like you're an explorer or Indiana Jones of the mind mm. you know you get to really delve into these different pathways that that nobody would ever really see you as mm -hmm. and Tommy H was a culmination of all of this because I grew up in a, I had just come from a small town mm -hmm. so I knew about those guys mm. that like to dig into you. Were you ever bullied? Oh yeah. You were. Oh yeah, I went to a 5A school next to Texas Motor Speedway, and uh, I had just grown up very European. And uh, what does that mean? Well, I had traveled a lot. My oh. dad was in the oil field, so oh. we went to like England, Romania, France, Egypt, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, mm. um, Honduras, uh, all before I moved there. Mm. My dad got disabled, so we moved to Roanoke, Texas. Um, he was hurt in Africa and Angola, and we moved to Roanoke, and uh, we moved to my mom's of, job. Yeah. Oh, my mom's, mom's job, job for the okay, first I see. Time. So you got thrown into a, a... Into this crazy world that I didn't think I would fit in. Yeah. I didn't think I would blossom in. Did you, since you were bullied though, did you pull mm -hmm. from any of those bullies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I did. Yeah. I, pulled, I pulled from a lot of things from my childhood. Mm. Um, surprising thing is, you know... I went to this school where it was the complete opposite of the spectrum. Mm. It, uh, it was the complete opposite from Los Angeles. I mean, rural Texas right. next small to town. their small town. And it was like the only school in 50 miles. So we had like 5,000 people coming to the school. Wow. Surprisingly, they loved my craziness. Oh. They loved it. There was okay. only probably like seven or eight really bad bullies in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was all for the same reason. Which was? That I'm overweight, that I have freckles, or... But you're not overweight. Because I love art. But you do have freckles. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I love my freckles. I love your freckles, too. And you know, three times, like four times out of five, they'll help me. But how did you defend yourself? Did you defend yourself? Did you ignore them? I remember one time I tried defending myself. I was like six, and these bullies were chasing me, mm. and they cornered me, these two bullies. Mm. And I was in Saudi Arabia, and I was like so chunky and so Saudi freckled, okay. and I was like, yeah. I was like, well, we went to school, okay. it was like an English compound, and they were like really angry. I don't know, they just like chasing me, I guess, and I kicked them both in the nuts. Yes. I kicked them both in the nuts, yes. and I ran away. I'm so glad. And they left me alone. Yeah, you guys no, I'm, I'm not, not saying to go and do that, <laughs> because I learned that there's other methods and just, you know, <laughs> it's just only their insecurity, but I'm like that. I would be that parent, the mother that likes to stand in the in the you know in the bushes and watch it, and then grab those bullies and shake them. That's yeah, I really oh like to oh, do. I have no tolerance. I brought tolerance. my mom to school with me. You did. I did, and they were horrified. 
oh my gosh but my mom was so cool yeah so it was like it was like yay (laughs) so thank you out there for tormenting him which led him to a very successful career right yeah yeah so all your experiences in life fuel you make you better enrich who you are Mm -hmm. which is so incredible thank you yeah okay um so tell us something. Can I believe t- that. I yeah. do believe that. You know, I was I was talking with one of my fans actually. Mm-hmm. She came to me, um, and she had she was just like, "Hey, Chester, da 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 da." She had written me a hand letter, a handwritten message before, and I wrote her back. And then she came to me over at uh, an appearance I was doing, and she said, "Look, <clears throat> I love what you're doing. I really like. I really love how you inspire people through your Instagram and through your social media and." And stuff. I want you to know that you really helped me get through my day. I'm 17, mm. but I've been homeless for four years, mm. going to school. Oh wow! And I was like, and I was like, wow. You know, I was trying to figure out how I helped her, and yeah. she was just by being positive, mm-hmm. by smiling. And I don't know why I told her this, but I said, you know why things like that happen to people like us or people like you? Mm-hmm. Hard things happen because you're chosen. Mm. You're chosen for something bigger, for something better, to help more people because without those hardships, without the weight in your words, how can you speak to people and help them truly Yeah. unless you've lived that and you have mm-hmm. and you will. Do you stay in touch with her? Yeah, I do. Wow, yeah, that's I amazing. And, and it is a path that you have to really focus on as a person. It's like, look, right now it's temporary and it's hard as hell. Right. And sure. Just like the simplicity of actors' cycles yeah. of not working and working. Mm-hmm. Actors get so upset, but the... But the deeper things in life that really happen, mm-hmm. that everything builds you. It builds you and makes you stronger. Yeah. Me, one day I'm going to do a whole podcast on all the things that have happened in my life that will blow everybody's mind that I've risen above and created my world, which yeah. is full of positive and driven, you know, courteously aggressive energy, which I talk to people about all the time, that is very, very, very important, you know. But when things happen, just you get to use it. Yeah. But it's also a mental mindset because people have crisis happen and you can sink down and sink, 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 or you make the mental mindset to feel it deeply and to rise above it. That is my message a lot of the time. You agree. I agree completely. You've helped me. I know. I know that, you know, I went from going to Louisiana and and booking movies all the left and right. It was kind of cool and parts here too. Holy moly, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, tell us right now. Let's switch to that conversation. Holy moly, holy, I'm in Los Angeles. Holy moly, I'm in Los so Angeles. So what happened? You get off the plane. What are you doing? I get, okay, so I, holy moly, I'm in Los Angeles. Luckily, I came here with a job um, to do a movie, and then I, I, you know, which was pretty awesome, called The Monster Party. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming out hopefully later this year with some of the producers of... Uh, uh, La La Land and, oh, and Slight, huh. which would be Great. cool. It's a horror movie. Okay. Um, and then I came out here and I auditioned for All Night. And then I did All Night, which is the Hulu original series that's out now. Mm-hmm. But then that lasted three months. And then from September to like even through pilot season, this was so difficult. So difficult. It was no, no, no. Oh, oh by the way, did I tell you no? 
You know, by the way. So and how did you deal with that? Because you went from booking, booking, on a show, mm-hmm. a big show, a lot of energy towards that show, yeah. and then you land in Los Angeles, and then you're getting this no. And you realize. What did you like, do for yourself? Do you do you exercise? Yeah. What's yeah. your mental mindset? So at first, I let it. At first, I didn't know how to handle it, mm-hmm. and I realized what that did you do? Lack of connection mm-hmm. is not the answer. Mm. Being so, away, you started isolating. I started doing that first. Okay. Because I wanted to work, and I wanted to. I was like, the more. The more I put into my work, the more I do into my work, it's just going to be better. So I spent eight hours, yeah. nine hours doing this. And the thing was, it was like, it wasn't. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. You're just getting in a little tunnel. And I'm getting lost. Right. And you're getting farther away from everything. The right. things that make you better. So you want to know what I help? You yes. want to know what helped me? Please. I, can, I, can, can I say the A word? You I can say my, anything. I kicked my own ass. Good. I did. So what'd you, you know, do? You said, I, I, Chester, I enough, to is a, enough is enough is enough. Enough is enough. I don't know what happened. You know what was crazy? I was going for something. I was reaching for something to put it away. And then a voice in my head said, ah, you could do it tomorrow. And I said, uh, who the heck are you? And I said, no. No. Right. And I did it. And then I watched this motivational video mm. about... People that woke up early in the morning and started their day and did this. And I heard The Rock talk Mm. about how before anybody wakes up, he's already done workout, ate, and then worked out again, and then went to set before anybody wakes up. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person I want to be because I can. But then did you let go of the obsession of working eight hours a day on one thing? I left it away. I forgot. Yeah. It became a job. Right. Once it becomes a job, you forgot that it's so much, so much, so much fun. Yeah, you need I to have think. the fun. When you're looking for, for roles because you're like, oh, man, I want to do this, you have to remember, like, the way that you connect to it is by letting go of these, this world, mm-hmm. you know, staying grounded, but letting go of this world, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and fully giving your vulnerability. But you're a really dedicated actor, and you yeah. do break down your script and we've worked together and you are very precise and you want to understand why you're saying what you're saying who you're saying it to why you're saying it what you want all those you know questions that you ask yourself so you do you know you do have to let it go you do have to be free you do have to have the joy but you do have to do the process yes absolutely so you put in you know, energy and time into your scripts, but not obsessively anymore. Abs- yeah, obsessively. It's a different kind of I put it work. into work for my heart and myself. Mm-hmm. That's just as important as doing the, the work on the paper. Mm-hmm. Finding your heart, you know, and then I, would, I went from not exercising at all to exercising every single day like, until I can't. And then, <laughs> and then, like, focusing on me and finding those me again. Mm-hmm. Because just because my... My aquarium's a little different now here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Right. Doesn't mean I don't know how to swim. That's right. I just got to figure it out. Right. And I did. And, and now that I just stopped waiting, I stopped waiting for people to, to give me opportunities. I went to look for them. Mm-hmm. I started creating things. I said, why is the universe not letting me go anywhere? Mm. And I said, because I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't awake. Mm. And I believe without a doubt that if you don't put that energy into the universe, the universe will not put the energy into you. I agree. It'll be around you, all around you, and you'll be wondering where you You'll be spinning in the middle of it. Yeah. 
but you got to ground yourself. The eye yourself of the storm is the calmest. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. So, what do you want to tell actors out there? Give them some advice to, about, you know, about pursuing their career and not giving up. And, oh my gosh. And and not <clears throat> getting down when there's a bunch of no's and rising up. I would tell you this, you know, no matter who you are, <clears throat> no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, if you try, you will do it. Believe me, it's only a matter of time. The people that work the most are persistent because they get as many no's as everybody else mm. until they don't. And I will tell you this, the more time you spend loving the world and chasing your dream, the more time your, ge- your dream will spend chasing you. Because I believe if you're out there looking for something and according to everything, mm-hmm. equal, you know, opposite reaction, it's there looking for you. Mm-hmm. Your dream is looking for you. And whenever you stop giving excuses mm-hmm. to why it's not working, and just understand the a thousand ways that it can work. Magic. Magic happens. There's different tactics. There's different ways to yeah. to navigate. Yeah. And sometimes people get stuck because they keep pushing in the same way and it's not going anywhere and you have to take a step back mm-hmm. and try a different tactic. Yeah. Just as you do in your work. So tell us about growing up in what what family what, what did you just say to me you want so to talk like, about your family I grew up in a Hispanic I, I'm mixed so my mom is Hispanic and black and my dad is Irish which you would never so you would even never guess really in a million know. years if you everyone's seen Chester he's mm-hmm. redhead yeah. light skin freckle face I have a beard you know that's so long no, you don't. but you know what I relate to you I when I was younger I had freckles and I used to go to camp and the camp counselors would be like you have so many little freckles on your face I was covered in freckles really? they kind of went away yeah what that's why we're connected because we're freckle faces. I believe it. We're freckle All right, tell fam. us about growing up. Tell us about the the family. Was it, were people in the arts? Were they, no. they? You know what? It's so funny. My aunt, my aunt Sylvia, she had a small role in Hard Target. She would, <laughs> 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 and I thought that was the coolest thing of all time. She said nothing, but it was like. And I was like, I can still go back and go, oh, wow. Um, So what was your family? Tell us. So my family is big. You know, I come from a really, really big, fun, Hispanic family from Nicaragua. They're really hilarious. Very old school and set in their ways. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have an older sister. Does she look like you? Um, No, not really. See, my mom is Hispanic and black and my dad is Irish. And I got my dad's look more. More, yeah. 100%. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My sister, she has the beautiful hair, and, you know, she, she's got the complexion that everybody wants. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, actually her hair looks a lot like yours. Oh. Yeah, except she's blonde. She, um, I'm blonde now, too. She's blonde no. now, too. It's amazing. <laughs> and, 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 and it's surprisingly, because when I tell people that in casting, they're like, you know, or, or somebody says, oh, yeah, he's Hispanic. They're like, no, he's not. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, this is a picture of his mom. They're like, oh, my gosh. I know, it's crazy. Wow, but it but was go a back, beautiful go back. family. Tell, yeah, they, tell they, us. Uh, you know, they, I, they inspired me to create. They wanted me to be silly. You see, so like whenever we got together, which was all the time, you know, every week. So close-knit family. Yeah, very close-knit, very close-knit. And it was crazy because we separated a lot to go to different countries. And then when we met back, it was like 
oh my gosh, it was on. Um, so they let me perform different plays and things that I had created, you know, and, and different skits and stuff. And they would play with me and let me reenact movies and sing and stuff. Is that where you got the bug? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think one thing happened was whenever, you know, so along, like, you know, whenever Austin Powers was in theaters, Mm -hmm. um, there used to be this music that played at the movie theaters mm-hmm. and then a really cool like blobs and like really cool <laughs> things that would happen on the screen when you go right. and and the packed theater and my aunt would be like go she would take me to the movies just so i would run to the front of the theater and dance in the stage oh, while the music it's all for her everybody <laughs> and it was hilarious because she would be cracking up oh. laughing Is she are you close to her now yes yes oh she must be so proud yeah she misses me a lot i miss oh, her a lot too that's so sweet she has a son named sebastian and he's a genius really yeah he's 164 iq at at, at 13 at 12, 11, sorry. Genius. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Unlike us. Unlike We're artists. <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> artist? Yeah. Genius. Genius, yeah. artist. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. So how do you walk in your world? Do you, are you, do you make it your mission to be kind and do you make it your mission to inspire? Yes. Do you make it your mission to help other actors? Do yeah. you help when people say, hey, I got a question about acting, do you take the time? Yeah, it depends. I mean, um, if somebody comes to me in person and they ask me kind of about acting, I would love to take the time. Um, but it's they the, start asking it's the, like the hundred people that I get every single day on my on my social media that are mm-hmm. like, "How do I get on Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. How do I get into mm-hmm. acting?" It's like those are the simple questions you can just ask Google about, yeah. like I did. <laughs> that is true. I want. Can I go back yeah. to Stranger Things for yeah, a second? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I'm segueing backwards. No, it's okay. But I don't even know if you can answer this question. But the world that you oh, know, yeah. that secret world, the upside down, the upside down. Yeah. What did that look like being there? Does it's it look real. as eerie. Yeah. It's so so so. From what I understand, when you're there in the like. So the upside down, and she's in the water, mm-hmm. and she's standing there, and she's looking in the psychic stuff, and all those flakes. Yes, it's not special effects; that's all actual effects, practical effects. Flakes are coming down. You have hundreds mm. of people. You have hundreds of special oh. effects people with masks, oh. and you know when you go to the upside down, especially inside of the uh, the the town, mm-hmm. the town it, upside down it, town. Yeah, there's vines for days that they just put up, like it's oozy and black all over the buildings oh. and the vines and it, it really is there That's they incredible. really shoot it it's nuts and then as fast as they put it up they take it off and that's kind of more amazing to me because yeah. I'm like geez but it is creepy I remember the first time I was walking through the set we were at Screen Gem Studios in Atlanta and I was walking one of the first times through the dark pathway that oh. led to the labor uh, the yes. laboratory yeah, that, and the, the gigantic yes, yes, gaping that, yeah, um, hole to the hole. <laughs> it did, it did. They went through, through some trial and error with the upside down portal look. Right? I'm just gonna tell you that. <laughs> um, but it was creepy, and uh, I remember standing in the control booth before they had shot the scene because I was there watching Dr. Brenner who. Of course, of course, you know, uh, Matthew mm-hmm. is, is insane, Matthew yeah, Modine. so good. Um, I was standing next to him, and I didn't recognize him. 
at first because he has he's like six foot tall he has solid white hair which is like un, I, I didn't recognize mm-hmm. him because I never saw him like that mm-hmm. so I'm talking about I'm talking like wow this is really cool and I was like so how many episodes are you doing he's like I'm in all of them I was like oh wow and I was like I was like I'm only in six he was like how about you I was like I'm at seven out of eight or like seven out of nine six out of eight or seven out of ten or whatever it was I don't remember and then he was like oh that's awesome I was like who do you play he was like oh I'm playing uh, Papa and I was like I didn't get to see you at the table, Reed. Like, it's like so silly. Like, I didn't even remember. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. And like, I go back to Video Village and like, there's like the producer and like somebody else that were like watching us. Just like, you know who that is, right? And I was like, no, it's like Matthew Modine. And I was like, I'm bad with names. And he's like, he goes, uh, Joker, Full Metal Jacket, like all that. I'm like, oh, wow. He was extremely nice to me. Well, why should you be any different? <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone should treat each other the same. Exactly. Just because your career's better doesn't mean you're, you know, yeah. not as friendly a person as, you know. That I will agree nice. with. You know, it's so crazy. I never understood how people get an ego working I in this like business. I don't like when people put... You know, quote movie stars on a pedestal. It's they're just real people. Yeah, and they don't want to be really. They just people want to accept you for who you are, who you are, not who what you your are. career is. I will tell you this. I'm, uh, yesterday, it kind of did. I had a moment. Mm-hmm. I was re- reading all the people's comments um, on Instagram. On Instagram, mm-hmm. and somebody and I had done a food post, and somebody. You know, for years I was like, oh yeah, I'm Chester Rushing, I do Stranger Things, I did this, that. They're like, oh, okay, cool. And then yesterday, somebody went, I, I love you. I don't really know who you are, but I, just, I love this. And I was about to write, oh, I'm Chester, I was on Stranger Things. And then I went and I went back, 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 back. And I just went, thank you. I'm Chester. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it, it got me to that point of choking up. Mm. And I was like, your body of work doesn't. Define make you, you who you are. Correct. It doesn't. Not at all. You define who you are. But it does take a while to understand that, I think, for some people. You know, in my other podcast that I was doing, because I, I, this person I met in Maui last year, and he's an actor on a show, and it's this is like really resonated with me about because he told me that his passion is acting, but his purpose is something very different, and he had to get become a series regular in order to give back to the children for his purpose. So what about you? I is believe it, that. What do, do you feel like acting is your passion and purpose, or your passion is acting, but your purpose is? I believe that my purpose that is 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 the purpose that I believe that everybody should have. But my my purpose is is to let people know that everything is okay. And I want for the people that come to me to rise them up. But how, and how show do... them that their heart is 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 important to follow their dreams, because you know through acting I have a bigger microphone. I can tell people, you know, I can't tell them what not to do, mm-hmm. because they're going to do it anyway. I can't tell people what to do because who am I? I can just show people a better world, and I can just show people say, hey, look, you don't have to live in that crazy negative just downright wrong world look over here because there is a bunch of people there is a bunch of positive people in the world that are waking up and that are moving towards a better world for everyone involved so your purpose is to make people have a positive a positive life a positive life a positive 
outlook on life. You can have the worst. Do you speak? Worst. Do you, oh, yeah. do you speak? One of the things that I, I, well, one of the things I did was I, I went out to Florida and I, I spoke at the March for Our Lives event, mm. which was kind of cool. Um, I got to see the families of some of the people, mm. uh, you know. But if that is your, truly and, your, you know, purpose, yeah. then you can use this, you know, acting as your platform now because you've yeah. made it to that level where you can give back. I think and I hope I, you do because there's so many people, kids too, because yeah. I think there's a the younger kids really you know, attract to your career too because you play such a young character and all the teens and they relate to you. Yeah. So you should have that, I'm not you should, but you could have that platform talking to kids, yeah. not doing drugs, being healthy. Yes. People will listen to you. And accepting yourself. But the way that you look and the, who you are and all of that too. I mean, that is all part of it. Tell everybody about your click on the show, the four, the four, what was your group? Who was it? Oh yeah, so it's Joe Keery, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Heaton, Natalia Dreyer, and Chelsea Talmadge. You guys clicked, you had a great time. Did you have to, were you told to stick to script? Did you, did your characters evolve in a different way, in different relationships? Yeah. Did you get to improv? So one thing I found working on Netflix or as opposed to like a network show, which is like in a week, mm -hmm. right? So like there was a little bit more freedom mm. that I hadn't gotten the chance to explore on any other mm -hmm. set before. Mm -hmm. um, so when the director, like, you know, one of the Duffer brothers, like Ross goes up and says, hey, just do whatever you want mm. at the end. And then you go, okay, sure. <laughs> and it works out and everybody, and, and like you don't think, but you have to trust yourself. You get to learn to trust yourself a little bit. So wonderful. Um, but a lot of the memes and a lot of the gifts that ended up with Charlie and Joe and myself and, and even Chelsea and everybody, most of them, like 90% were improv. Of course. 90%. Because that's the core truth from you. Yeah. It's so crazy. You would think that... I. And I was watching it, and it surprised me how much improv they kept in the show. And I was like, right. oh, thank God, it's so much funnier. But it's still, you're right, you're right. If it's natural, it's probably funnier, but it's it's core to the truth of the character yeah. and the relationship in that moment. So that moment-to-moment right. -moment work is probably crucial. And so Charlie and Joe and everybody, we would go out to go eat, mm. you know, every night. So there was this kind oh. of like bond. Mm. And it was really important to have this kind of bond because, you know, you're working together every single day, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it can be hard. Were they shocked to see what a bully you could be? Because you're such um, a kind, funny guy. Or they just no. Like, yeah, whatever. No, they weren't surprised. <laughs> no, they weren't surprised. <laughs> oh yeah, that's in his soul. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't surprised. I don't think, um, you know. <laughs> but it, it was amazing because at the end of it, where we started as the character was completely up to where we had taken it through the season. Mm. And originally, Tommy was a lot funnier, mm. and and oh. there was a lot of funny lines like that got lost in the show um, because they wanted the tone. Like when Barb died, mm -hmm. I was saying some hilarious things. And, and And like at we the cafeteria, yeah. there was almost, okay, so I will tell you this, Sean Levy was laughing so much during the cafeteria stuff that I almost looked at, he, he came over to me, he goes, kid, just doing whatever, just keeps doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> and then I almost had a food fight. 
Oh. Almost, almost wanted to, but I was like, man, if Barb wasn't dead, there would be a, a food, food fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a food fight. Are you guys still remaining friends? And do you think you'll go back again? Um, Is it all up in the air? Do we who know? Knows? You could because you're not dead. Definitely not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go back. I stay in touch with like Gayton and Caleb mm-hmm. and, and Finn on social media. I, I stay in touch with some of their parents. Oh, nice. Um, the uh, Teens, not so much. I see Chelsea here and there, yeah, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, but, but they're busy much, working too. Yeah, filming. that's good. They're filming. Bonding now. experience, right? Yeah, it is. And okay, I believe... so tell people right now before we close out okay. three things. One, to do for themselves. Three things that they should do for themselves. Okay. One. Exercise and move around. Two. Love yourself and listen to your heart. Three. Never give up. Thank you, Chester. I love you so much. I love you too.